Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host in this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend our time on this program telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and sometimes focus on special events or have a special emphasis for the week. We were going to invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. And actually, in the original recording, we did so, but things have changed slightly, as you know. And so we want to invite you to our live stream service on our website or on our Facebook page at 9 a.m. Sunday morning. You can join us at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org, or on our Facebook page at Harvest Baptist Church. Well, this week we'll be addressing 1 Kings 21 and 22 back in the series, Have You Seen the Power of God Lately? Now, as I mentioned, we recorded this before things changed a little bit and we went back to PCOR 1. So if Pastor Walton mentions something related to services that are in person this week, that will be uh, incorrect and we are just having a live stream again, 9 a.m. Sunday. We really look forward to having you join us for that. Here's Pastor Walton. Half a day, Chris. It's good to be with you again today. We've got a lot of things happening as uh, sort of fall ministries kick off. And even in spite of, uh, you know, a number of changes uh, in regard to COVID, we still have some things that are launching. And um, so we want people to be aware of that. We do continue to have a live stream service at nine o'clock. You can catch that. Uh, as well. But I want to make a quick mention about our 40 days of prayer. As a church, we've been just burdened for this idea that is, as we continue in ministry, that, that we have God's help along each of the steps. And of course, we know how much prayer is significant in the life of a Christian. And it might be for you as you're listening that you think about perhaps prayer hasn't been a significant part of the habits of your life. And so we're trying to encourage our church family individually and then corporately. And if you'd like to be a part of that, you can get on our website, hbcguam.org. And on that website, there's a link, there's a page that you can connect with, which will give you a daily email and a reminder to pray about some specific things. So I want to invite you to that. And then on Sunday morning, we're coming back to our series that we've been in through the summer in the life of Elijah. Have you seen the power of God lately? This is actually part seven. We have uh, two more sections to go before we launch into kind of our theme for the fall. And we're not going to talk specifically about Elijah this week. There's some interesting stories about the kings that happen in uh, chapter 21 and 22. And so we're going to talk about some of the decisions of Ahab and then Jehoshaphat and talking about the idea of just the consequences of our decisions. So I'd like to invite you to be with us Sunday morning either at the 9 a.m. service or the 11 a.m., and then you can catch it on live stream as well if you're not able to join us. Well, I'm really pleased this morning to have with us in our studio a couple of new team members here at Harvest. I want to welcome uh, Pastor Wade and Robin Peltier. Welcome you to Guam and welcome to Harvest. Thank Thank you. You get, to be here. You guys have been here for a few days, well, a few weeks now, <laughs> settling in and thankful for the way that God's led in your lives. And I thought it'd be good for our church family and really our radio listening family to hear a little bit about God's work in your life and have give them a chance to introduce you. Pastor Wade, you're going to be ministering specifically in children's ministry 
and then helping along with the Bible College, Harvest Baptist Bible College, and I've been uh, just excited about the experiences God's given you both and your passion for this ministry. So welcome, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Maybe we can start with you, Pastor Wade, a little bit about God's story of his work in your life. Sure, yeah, and thank you for this chance to share, and it's just been an awesome privilege to be able to be here and start getting to know everybody. A little bit of my story, background, through God's grace, I was raised in a a home, a Christian home, that my parents loved the Lord. They were involved in Christian service on staff at a Christian ministry, and I kind of grew up as a, a staff kid that knew how to behave well and didn't cause too many problems. I'm sure all kids do, but... But when I was around six years old, just through the, the ministry of a children's church program and the preaching of God's Word, I realized that my own good behavior would not save me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that as good as I, I tried to be, I still had sin in my life. And I realized that you know the, the gospel that I heard preached, that was something I needed, that I couldn't rely on myself. And... I, I went forward in a invitation to children's church service, and there were there were many other kids that did as well. There was a large bus ministry, so several kids that might not be able to return to church. So the workers were making sure they talked to them, and one of the workers caught me and said, "Hey, I'll talk to you tonight," because he knew I'd be back, and I knew I couldn't wait. So in the in the mm-hmm. back seat of a minivan on my way home from church that morning, I I prayed and I asked God to save me from my sin, and I'm just humbled and so glad that He did. You know, uh, children's ministry is a big part of my story as well. I, I my family was my my dad was a pastor, and so I knew a lot about God. And of course, I think the salvation story was growing in my heart through my family. But the same thing, I I responded to God's call for salvation in my life as a result of a children's church worker who just you know clearly communicated the gospel. That's another piece of the story, but I'm thankful for children's ministry in that way. I mean, it was a turning point in in my life, similar to yours in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that really uh, my own testimony is a big reason why I'm still passionate even now about reaching children and just the necessity of sharing the gospel with with children and, and spreading God's word to them. I think that's always been a huge part of my life growing up. I mean, even through my teenage years in church, I was still volunteered to work along with the children's department and help them out. And going off to Bible college, my wife and I both went to Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina, and we are still trying to be involved in in kids' ministry and different extension programs and working at the Wilds Christian Camp in North Carolina with kids just continued to just grow that that burden in my heart for for reaching children for Christ. I want to ask you some more about that in a minute. Robin, why don't you kind of put your story in there? How's that intersect together and and God's work in your life too? Okay, so I grew up in a Christian environment. My mom got saved when she was pregnant with me, and my dad got saved when he was, when I was in the fifth grade. But I was in church my whole life. I remember, and Wade could tell you this, I remember very few things from my childhood, hmm. very few. But I remember distinctly when I was two or three praying on our brown and orange plaid couch. I was watching TV. I couldn't tell you what it was. There was a lamb on the TV. But at that moment, I was like, I knew I needed to get saved. And I prayed, and I got baptized after that. And I, I think that truly was the first time God worked in my life, but because I was so young, I doubted, and I, I dealt with assurance issues for years. Mm-hmm. 
And I finally dealt with that when I was at camp when I was probably 11, I think. And I definitely see fruit in my life since then. Mm-hmm. To connect with Wade, I guess we met in college doing ministry. At that point, it was with old people, which was awesome. And then we started dating after college and we're teaching children's church at the church we were at while we were dating and engaged and working at the wilds, working with kids. And man, we just love kids. Mm. They're so fun. They're still at an age. There's a difference between kids and teenagers. Teenagers don't open up as much. Kids are like, if you're willing to be goofy with them, which Wade and I definitely are not afraid of being goofy, (laughs) they are willing to talk to you. And they'll just tell you what's on their mind. And no matter what it is, if you ask questions and you're willing to be a kid and goof off with them, they will open up to you and you have a really great opportunity to talk to them about Jesus. It's pretty cool how your both of your salvation stories have been connected with the ways that God has used you in ministry. I mean, both children's ministry and camp, I mean, mm-hmm. both those things have been a big part of your history. Why don't you tell us about yes. that? Yeah, I think... And definitely through camps have been a, a huge part of our spiritual growth. I know for, for myself, my desire to use my life in full-time Christian service and ministry, a lot of that came through the influence of camp counselors and speakers at camp. And using weeks like that really helped me grow. And then not only as a, as a camper growing up and using those experiences, but also through the privilege of being able to work at a camp through the summers and our, our college years, and even um, we worked a couple years full-time, even beyond college, and using those times re- really helped us develop a philosophy of ministry, a um, heart for a ministry, heart for ministry mm-hmm. um, gave us that, that practical experience of being able to counsel others and, and see God at work in people's lives. And yeah, that was very, um, that was very helpful. Um, formative. It was yeah. very formative in who yeah. we are. If you were to talk about or think about maybe a big lesson that God taught you as in sort of the camp ministry that's shaped who you are, some of your burdens, what do you think that would be? When we were working full-time after college, one of our bosses, his wife would always say, people are more important. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time. Yeah. And it's it's so easy to forget, especially when it's the people closest to you, like my own children, mm-hmm. because you know, they're there all the time. <laughs> but they're more important than anything else. And God is more important, but people are next. Mm-hmm. And they're more important than me, and they're more important than my to-do list. And if you're going to be in ministry, people are always going to interrupt your to-do list. <laughs> always. And to keep that in the forefront of your mind, that they're more important, their needs are more important, that has just stuck with me. Yeah, that's really great. I mean, how... It's often some of those m- most simple ideas get planted and they direct, you know, so many things, you know, about our decisions and the ways that we go about life. That's really great. What would you say, Wade? I think for me, when you're working in a, a ministry such as a camp ministry and you're, you're living nonstop with, with campers around you, it, you really have to be all in in order mm. for that to be successful. You have to be fully committed to what you're doing because if you're just kind of halfway like yeah, I'm going I'm going to work a little bit, but I'm also here for other reasons, it, it's not going to turn out well. And I think that really helped me realize, you know, with this the Christian life, we need to be fully committed to whatever God has for mm. us and let that that commitment to him and service of him 
really just wash over every aspect of life. When you're at camp, if you're a counselor and you're, you've got campers, you can't you know put in a eight to five job and then flip a switch and be something else at night. 24 seven, you're, you're there and you have to be authentic. And I think that really, that experience really helped me realize that, you know, this Christian life that I'm living needs to be something I am fully committed to in every mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, and as I know your story and God's leading even towards the ministry here, I know that that part was a is a big part of the foundation of his preparation for you. And then after camp ministry, God sent you kind of out of your comfort zone some other ways, and again, I think a big piece of his preparation for here. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Who decides to go halfway around the world three weeks after they get married? I don't know. We're kind of crazy, but it worked. It was great. We moved to Hong Kong. What yeah. uh, what directed you there? Why Hong well, Kong? And really, just as we were dating and I got engaged, we were trying to figure out, you know, what what was going to be next. You know, once we get married, what was our next step? We reached out to a friend and coworker of ours just to see. And really, my question for him was, do you know any ministries that would be great for us to go get involved in? thinking something close in the States, you know, close by in our comfort zone. But we had, like, right before we talked to him, we had prayed. We're like, God, if you want us to go out of the country, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's been a, a true part, too, that's, that's guided us, just being willing to do anything and just being willing to follow just the next step, whatever that is. And so the the response that this uh, the friend of ours uh, came back with, he sent us like two or three pages, like a dissertation of why we should move to Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And at first, that thought seemed really really hard to grasp at first. But as we looked into it, as we continued to pray about it, as we talked to him and a pastor there that we'd be working with, uh, we really felt like that would be God's next step for us. And so, yeah, three weeks after we got married, we moved. Uh, we had one-way tickets to Hong Kong, and we went there thinking it was kind of like a year-long internship where we'd be teaching English to raise money, but also we'd be um, invested in a, a local church and working with the kids' programs, youth programs, summer camps. And that kind of one-year internship <laughs> quickly rolled into three, three years, and we really enjoyed our time. And I think that time, I mentioned how formulative camp mm-hmm. life was for us, but I think getting into a, a multicultural environment and being able to see how God works in people of all walks of life, getting us out of our comfort zone in a, a new setting where we were the, the minority, getting us into a, a situation like that, that was very good for us. It really helped us to examine what we believed, why we believed it, and really helped us grow in our walk with God. And if what we were believing was because a church told us we needed to believe it or because it actually mattered, mm-hmm. like it was actually from God's Word, Yeah, was it just a uh, standard somebody was holding us to or that applied to the rest of the world or just to that particular location and we had to sift through like a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was just so eye-opening and good just good i didn't ask you earlier i meant to but this kind of comes into the story here you guys have two kids did you have children while you were there that happened afterwards robin why don't you tell us about your family yes um i had burton when we were in hong kong okay someone was asking me the other day about they're talking about having children in Guam and how different it is from sure, the United yeah. States. And I was like, well, I've never had a kid in a hospital in the United States. I had one in Hong Kong, and that was crazy. And then I had one at home because we didn't have insurance in the States. <laughs> yeah, so I have Burton, who's seven, and Annie, who's five. 
Okay, great. Yeah. What's the transition been like for your kids? I know at every age, things are just uncertain. So Annie has taken it like a trooper. Mm-hmm. Burton, you guys can pray for Burton. He's, okay. str- he's struggling. He's had good days and bad days. There's certain things that he's been great at, but it is a, a big transition for them, for sure, moving here. Um, not only is this their first time um, you know, as, as we move into a, a new location, but this is also their first time going to school. We've homeschooled before this, so it's a, a big transition for them. Yeah. Well, we're glad that your whole family is here and excited about the work God's going to do in your kids' lives and uh, through you and with you guys here. So picking up the story, you were in Hong Kong. We were back in the States for a few years. And then tell us about that and then how, you know, how God led you to come to Harvest. Yeah, the main reason we left Hong Kong, we loved it there. We, and part of us wishes we could have stayed. But for mainly for health reasons, Robin was going through a battle with some health and you know, a few other factors as well. We, we really felt like it was time for us to go back to the States for a while. So we moved back to the Northern Virginia area just outside of D.C., where Robin's family was. We stayed with them for a few months and started getting involved in a church there. I mainly worked through the maintenance staff as a facilities manager, but also we ran the the junior church program. And yeah, we we couldn't couldn't quite find ourselves in a spot where we weren't working with kids in some way. (laughs) Um, Just had to keep that. And so, yeah, we've been there for the past six years before coming here. Okay. And then tell me about God's leading you guys to Guam. I got this. Okay. (laughs) I listen to Psalms and Proverbs in the morning when I'm still in that foggy state, Mm -hmm. when the roosters are crowing, but I don't want to get out of bed yet. And one of the verses this morning was Proverbs 13, 12, hope defers, makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is the tree of life, Mm -hmm. something along those lines. And I, I remembered that Wade and I had talked about this verse probably two years ago, maybe, and I was like, I don't understand why God would, I mean, he blatantly says, if your hope, is, the thing that you want or you're praying for isn't there, your your heart is sick. And and we felt that so deeply through parts of the last six years. And Guam is the, <laughs> this job is the thing we didn't know we were praying for mm-hmm. for six years. And I, I'm getting choked up again. It's every <laughs> time I talk about it. That's sweet. Yeah. It is the tree of life like it when you get that desire it just God really answered in sending us here like I said it didn't we didn't know this was the thing we were praying for we were praying very specifically for something else for six years and God slammed that door in January and we were heartbroken but at the same time the the night that we knew it wasn't going to happen I knew that whatever the next thing was was going to be it and then you called in March (laughs) and I had been praying again for six years I was like God if this thing that we're praying for is not what you want. Make it slap me in the face obvious because I am really dumb what it is. And this has answered that in a million ways. Yeah. And really, we had been praying for a long time about a specific opportunity that we were we were hopeful of. And, and there were a lot of struggles in the past few years of, you know, what God's plan was for us. And you know, we we talk about hindsight and being able to th- see things. And in the in the middle of the past few years, there there were a lot of struggles where we were we were wondering what what the plan was, what what God was doing through our circumstances. But being able to look back on it now, it is and just incredible to see His fingerprints all over it, mm-hmm. and just to see how He was just guiding us to this. And 
really. We, even though Harvest is a place that we have heard of before, we've had multiple friends that have either worked here or come through here, and we, we've always heard just wonderful things about this ministry. We had never really thought of it as the place for us until you know just a few months ago, and it, it wasn't really on our radar when um, a friend connected us with you. And Same guy that got us to Hong Kong. Yes, um, <laughs> and just kind of came out of the blue, and... At first, we were a little apprehensive. It, you know, it's it's a big move. It's it's a lot to consider, but really, just within a few days of praying about it, it was just very clear that God is like, yes, this is this is where I want you, and it's just been very exciting to see how He's worked through it all. And even after getting here and already starting to get to meet the people and and see the ministry, it has just fueled that excitement of just what God's already doing, what what he can still do, and we are we're just humbled to be able to be a part of it. Well, I think it's so clear to me, I believe that God has equipped you guys in very specific ways for the roles that he's called you to and filling in needs and, you know, just ministry open doors in front of us. So, yeah, it's great from this angle as well to see the way that God does each of those steps in his timing and, and in his plan. So we're glad that you're here. We've got just a couple of minutes. Maybe you could tell us maybe some things that God's teaching you. I mean, really, our story, our conversation has been about that already. But anything more that God's teaching you? I mean, even, I guess, just today, some of the things that I was thinking through this morning, I guess I can admit I'm a little overwhelmed at the uh, just the scope of the ministry here. Well, and, there's a lot of things and, happening right yeah, now, and I yes. know it's coming at you like in bucket loads. Um, and just the, I feel the weight of responsibility that I have. And I've been very focused on just all I need. I've got a lot of things I want to do and trying to accomplish much. And today I uh, just was just reading through the importance of just having just that daily time with God Mm -hmm. and being rooted in his word and time in prayer. And I think that's one of the things that that God's been working in my heart right now on is that not to skip the basics Mm -hmm. of spend time in his word and praying and getting to know God and, and he'll take care of, of the to-do list and all the different things and just being close to him. And so, yeah, that's, that's something God's been working in my life on. Well, welcome you guys. I am so confident that you're going to love the people of Guam, the people at Harvest. And I'm confident that God's going to use you guys as you express your gifts here. So we're glad you're part of the team. And we're going to pray that God uses you as we minister together here. Thank Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. I just want to remind you that we will not be having in-person services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. We'll be meeting online on our website and Facebook page via live stream at 9 a.m. Sunday morning. That's at hbcguam.org or at Harvest Baptist Church on Facebook. We'll also be bringing you our Sunday morning service here on 88.1 FM. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.